Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Banter, Season 2, Episode 52, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. Now if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favourite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. So uh, we're here to discuss, of course, all of our WA teams and how they went and fared over the weekend or what's happening in their off-season. So one of our, or actually two of our WA domestic sporting teams that have resumed their season, or started it, and they're sort of, you know, into the, actually I think this is the fourth week, and uh, we're going to start off with one of them, and that's the Fremantle Dockers women. Look, take it to the ground. What a tackle from Tuhar Garena on her debut. Will she create a goal? Antonio's got some wheels. She'll take them on. Banana along the ground. Oh. The beater it does. What a remarkable goal to get us started. How do you like it? Ebony Antonio. Oh my goodness, it was a small step forward for Fremantle. Unfortunately, in a draw with Carlton, they drew 5-2-32 to 5-2-32. Fremantle's first four goals actually came from defensive rebounds, so just terrific work there. And they were leading by two goals heading into the last term, but conceded three goals too to one goal one in the fourth uh, to give the Blues a sniff of victory. And it's certainly, from my point of view, uh, was an opportunity missed after watching the last five minutes of the game. Carlton had the last seven inside 50s in the third quarter, where they really made their move, taking taking control of the contest, mainly through Brianne Moody's dominance in the ruck. Whilst Ain Ty's two goals and five marks were handy and effective, she missed an opportunity to kick a goal from a high free kick at the top of the square with a minute to go. That would have guaranteed the victory. Now, are we saying that uh, we're blaming Ain Ty for the loss? Of course we're not. But uh, it certainly would have made it a lot easier and just uh, got that win for sure. Um, they, they had many other opportunities to get a win from there. Uh, they sort of, they really Fremantle, they should be kicking themselves because they had a 48% to 25% inside 50 efficiency, yet had three less inside 50s. So, you know, they they were making the most of... Uh, of their goals, in a way, and in regards to, you know, inside 50s were coming in, and they were getting scores on the board. Um, you could probably say, I guess, in a way, that Carlton um, were, were probably slightly disappointing that they didn't uh, put put more scoreboard pressure on with the inside 50s that they did have. Uh, just a couple of other little stats before I get to the individuals. Uh, the contested possessions and marks, they were even, but... Uh, Carlton were monstered by the tackles inside 50. Fremantle got back to their tackling best. They won that uh, the tackles inside 50 count 21 to 5. Yet just couldn't turn it into scoreboard, pre- scoreboard pressure in the form of goals. Uh, Hayley Miller, she had 20 disposals and 6 tackles. Laura Pugh had 16 disposals and 5 tackles. And Kiara Bowers did what she normally does. Um, she had 11 disposals, not too bad, but had 17 tackles and five clearances uh the three of those that were outstanding for Fremantle. and looking ahead uh tell you what it is going to be a spicy derby uh so they will be playing uh west coast uh which will be on the thursday at 1 10 p.m which is a public holiday as we well know and that was actually brought forward initially it was uh much later on in the evening 
but yeah, they brought it forward because of the public holiday. Of course, so hopefully you can get a bit of a crowd there. Fingers crossed people will be able to, because uh, they do have the day off, uh, they'll be able to make an appearance and uh, yeah, watch a live derby at Optus Stadium. But uh, yeah, as I said, a couple of small steps forward, but uh, it certainly was an opportunity opportunity that they let slip the Fremantle Dockers. All right, on to the other WA team. So let's have a chat about the West Coast Eagles women. So one thing you've got to do, you be on the move as a forward. Hooker throws it on the boot. Over the head of Van Dyke. She's under the pump now. Schmidt with a snap. Schmidt's all class. And there is no substitute for class. It's sort of keep it short and sweet, but uh, not not on the bad side of things. It's actually on the good side of things. Uh, West Coast, they bounced back. They had a win against GWS in probably one of the ugliest games of football you've seen. Even though I didn't see it, I could just predict it uh, because they won 2-4-16 to 1-3-9. That's right, they had six scoring shots over four quarters of football. I think that's sort of just the game of AFLW as we know it for now. Um, it was actually the first ever win in New South Wales as well, if you don't mind. So well played, West Coast Eagles women. Uh, it was a low-scoring and scrappy, unappealing affair. But this was a game they really shouldn't have won, with only a 27% inside 50 efficiency. Really similar to Carlton on the Fremantle side of things. Up against GWS's, 65%. I will say, however, that uh, West Coast actually did have 10 more inside 50s, but uh, just did not make the most of it at all. But as we said, it was pretty scrappy. Uh, and yeah, very unappealing game. Uh, the tackles, there was only a minus one difference. Uh, the tackles inside 50, that was even. So they were, you know, they're strong indicators of a very tight tussle. Um, a tight game. But West Coast, they won the center clearances 5-1. to one, And they won the stoppage clearances by 4 as well. So, you know, that they won key aspects in the midfield battle. And, you know, one of those key players and key personnel, as she is every week. Because uh, she's just a dead set champion, a super legend. And she's our captain. And I'm talking about Emma Swanson. She was superb. She had 23 disposals, 9 tackles, 9 clearances, and she got one of the sausage rolls, one of the goals for the game too. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just what you expect from, from Emma Swanson. Uh, she is a terrific player. Just superb. All right, so uh, as, as we sort of said in the Fremantle side of things, looking ahead, uh, they'll be meeting Fremantle in the Derby on Thursday at 1.10 p.m. So as I said in the Fremantle um, part of it, so ladies and gentlemen, get down, watch a Derby, really intriguing. Uh, Fremantle, of course, have been uh, the big sisters for quite a while, but West Coast are playing slightly better football. And Fremantle, they're building a bit of momentum too. Still looking for their first win, of course. But uh, it could actually be a cracking contest. So hopefully you can get down, uh, support both of our teams. And uh, yeah, we, as I said, just hopefully it's a good game. But uh, for now, uh, West Coast women, uh, they're, they're, uh, they've got a bit of momentum. They're sitting 2-2. Two and two. Very happy that they've got a couple of wins on, board, on the board nice and early. And we'll see what they're made of in a nice tight derby. Uh, but for now, what we're actually going to move on to is we're going to move on to the Scorchers women. Poor delivery from Benny Lockmarsh. Does he attack him? Does he attack him? That's the shot of the night from Mitch Marsh. That's a massive boundary out there in 20 rows back. Oh, my goodness. What power Mitch Marsh has. <laughs> Try and get Mitch Marsh to hit to the bigger boundaries out square, but wow, that is massive. What a shot from Mitch Marsh, and what a message that sends to James Pattinson. Well, you 
you spot on, Huss. Where do I go now as a <laughs> Yes, no Mitch Marsh, I know. I'm sorry about that. And uh, I will get a new stinger for the women in due course. But uh, I just wanted to quickly, I, I, I posted this picture in last week's uh, post about the podcast. But just wanted to quickly let you know that uh, they, they uh, the Perth Scorchers women, they've signed fast bowler Holly Furling. Uh, the 26-year-old Queensland has played test cricket and she's won a domestic T20 title. Uh, this will be her fourth WBBL club after since with the Brisbane Heat, the Melbourne Stars and the Melbourne Renegades. And she actually finished last year's NCL campaign as the competition's most economical bowler uh, with a minimum of 15, 15 overs. Uh, obviously, you had to be considered as um, bowling a minimum of 15 um, to sort of get that kind of title. Uh, she conceded just 2.59 runs per over and subsequently also earned the Queensland Fire Players Player Award. Uh, she's, taking 40, she's taken 43 wickets at an average of 27.56 across 76 games. And lastly, uh, a couple more signings, well, actually a number of new signings. Uh, reigning Zoe Goss medalist and spin-bowling all-rounder Amy Edgar. She's re-signed for the Scorchers for the next two seasons, along with young gun Karis Becker, uh, whilst wicketkeeper Maddie Dark and left-arm speedster Georgia Wiley, I'm pretty sure brother of Teague Wiley, um, they've also inked one-year deals. So the Scorchers women's team is starting to uh, fill up quite nicely, and uh, they're looking ready to go and are uh, stealing themselves uh, for the upcoming season, uh, which I'm pretty sure, um, of course, will be you know coming out in due course. And in fact, the fixtures should be dropping on our socials uh, very, very soon. If not this evening, uh, certainly across the next couple of days. Uh, but that's it from the Scorchers. Uh, let's now go to the round ball game and let's look at the Perth Glory. All right, a lot to dissect. Um, let's start off on the women's side of things. Uh, the women have added powerful American forward Gabriella Coleman from Iceland, and she's been described by coach Alex Eparkas as an attacker who is very strong in open space when she is running at defenders, but offers flexibility in her game to link play up and also play with her back to goal. She was previously with Mississippi State and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State University from the college level. Uh, now onto the men's side of things. The men have made an addition of their own in signing striker Luke Vanovich from Brisbane Raw, whilst Carlo Amianto he's gone the other way. Uh, this wasn't a planned move or a player swap. It's just it's just how it ended up happening. Uh, actually, in regards to uh, Luke, he scored four times in nine starts last season, uh, and he debuted for Sydney all the way back in 2018, and where he went on to play 38 games uh, for the Sky Blues. And they've also added Tunisian international winger Salim Khalifi on a one-year deal, having made nearly 200 appearances across the Swiss Super League and the German Bundesliga 2, spending the last four years with reigning Swiss champions FC Zurich. So some nice signings there from a glory perspective. All right, on the just quickly onto the uh, off off-field kind of things, uh, trying to keep you updated and posted as much as we possibly can. Uh, an update on finding a fit-for-purpose venue for their home games, because uh, obviously, as we know, uh, and we reported earlier in previous podcasts, that they're actually going to be locked out of HBF Arena. And no decision had been made, but they're working with the state government, Venues West and Australian Professional Leagues. Up until now, 
Um, it seems to be not yet officially confirmed, but uh, the strong rumours are that their temporary home is actually going to be at Sterling Macedonia Park, from all reports. are still likely to be forced to play their first five to six games away from home. And when the season begins in less than three weeks, uh, with plans for the temporary upgrade of the Sterling ground to be given the green light, hopefully over the next week. So it's more of a watch this space kind of thing for the Perth Glory. But yeah, for now, um, their, their main option that they're looking at uh, w w that they're really hoping will follow through uh, is the Sterling Macedonia Park uh, in, of course, Sterling. Uh, they actually recently had, going back to the on-pitch news, uh, they recently had another friendly, and this time it was up against the Gold Coast Knights, where they secured a 4-0 victory with second-half goals from Ryan Williams, Ben Azabel, Matt Hatch, and Adam Zimmerino uh, up at Carrara. Uh, the coach said, and quoting, uh, it was another clean sheet, a few goals, plenty of positives, but the result is not the focus. It was a good test, raised a few issues and a few more coaching points and areas to work on. And they have, excuse me, they have their next preseason match this Sunday at Kingsway Reserve. Uh, taking, oh my goodness, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, they actually will be taking on the Goldfields men's WA state team with kickoff at 3 p.m. So a lot happening at the Perth Glory, uh, both with signings for the men and the women. Uh, we've got a bit of an idea of where they may be playing uh, their home games in the interim, uh, still waiting to be confirmed. And they had a, a great uh, victory in another friendly up against the Gold Coast Knights just recently with uh, a future one coming uh, this Sunday at Kingsway Reserve, where once again uh, they're taking on the Goldfields men's WA team. So get around the glory, get down to Kingsway on Sunday, support them, and see your team in action. Uh, that's it for the glory. Let's now move on to the Western Force. Stowers, Stowers giving it to Ralston, and Ralston will score the first try. Runs it to the line, almost intercepted. And it is play on, and Brikey gets it down to McGregor! Jack McGregor! Okay, so uh, a little bit of uh, upcoming pre-season news. So they're actually going to be taking on Japanese side Yuriyusu D-Rocks in a two-game tour in November. Uh, it will allow the team game time with expectation to increase match fitness and skill, but also secondly to build team cohesion and the combination not only in the playing group, but also in the coaching staff. And this was stated by our rugby manager, Matt Hodgson. So I was paraphrasing there, of course. Uh, it, it is their sister club in Japan, uh, with the games being uh, played on November 6 and November 12 at Yuriyasu Park. Uh, Jimmy Duffy, he's actually completed the coaching panel, taking on the forwards role up until the conclusion of the 2024 season. Uh, he joins the Western Force from Ireland Rugby Championship side, Connacht, where he was an assistant coach for seven years. Uh, he's widely regarded as a technical coach, and more recently in the under-20s 2022 Six Nations Tournament, the Ireland actually won over Scotland. He was an assistant coach there. And lastly, is actually scheduled to arrive in Perth over the coming months. So uh, the last part of their coaching uh, jigsaw puzzle is now complete, which is fantastic news. And they've got some uh, locked-in pre-season schedules uh, up against their sister club in Japan in the Uriyasu D-Rocks. So pretty quiet on the Western Force front, should we say. Um, but uh, And when, when more news comes in, of course, we will keep you posted. But from a Western Force perspective, we're out for now. 
And we're now out all together. That's it. That's the end of the show. That's the end of Season 2, Episode 52, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram. But to everyone who's listened, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, whether it's been in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. Uh, thank you so much for jumping on board. And don't forget to tell your friends, your family, uh, your work colleagues, and any sporting people that uh, you hang out with. Or it doesn't have to be sporting people. Just anyone you see, tell them that this is the WA main domestic sporting front. We give you all the news, all in the one place, all the one time. So uh, from myself here, uh, Adam Bat, uh, I'll, we'll be checking back in with you next week. Uh, we're, of course, when we touch base with all of our WA teams on the domestic sporting scene, but from yours truly, I'm out for now.